0: Welcome to the Financial Planner's Southeast Asia podcast, a show dedicated to driving the positive evolution of financial advice, specifically within Southeast Asia. To join a global community of financial advisors sharing and learning with one another to drive the positive evolution of financial advice, head to xyadvisor.com. Guys, welcome to another episode of the Financial Planners Southeast Asia podcast. When here and today I am with Christopher Jude or Sir Tofi, you're wrong. He is a senior unit manager at AXA Philippines and a 2022 Gamma Global FLA Bronze Awardee. So, thank you so much for being in the podcast today, Sir Tofi.
1: Hi, Gwen. Good afternoon. Yeah, it's the afternoon right now, and good afternoon, good evening, and good morning to everybody <laughs> who's listening to this podcast. How are yes, you?
0: Right. Yeah, um, well, for me, I'm doing great, and thanks for asking. Um, well, actually, Sir Tofi, just to break the ice, I just wanted to ask, why Tofi?
1: If <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> you don't mind me asking. Yeah, basically, actually, my high school friends uh, uh, coined that, Nickname of mine, I'd uh because of my name Christopher, and I used to be very dark. My skin color used <laughs> mm, to be very dark mm. during that time. You know, um, when you have when you're adolescent, you know, in the mm. puberty stage, they would usually always tell me that I I look and sound like uh, the chocolate toffee toffee mm. luck. So <laughs> I got to, I just you know got to carry it over until today with that nickname.
0: Ah, that's so. R- uh, interesting <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i think it's fine because we're filipinos oh, yeah. we're we're meant to be morenos and morena yes, so true. yeah, i was just very curious um how you I, I mean i see it in your name it's in the tofer yeah but i was just yeah. curious why you you that like it stuck so yeah, i
1: actually like it <laughs> my yes, nickname yes. yeah
0: it it stands out like it lets you stand out whenever um like I see people's posts
1: oh, like yeah.
0: <laughs> because of your name yeah it stands out so I guess um my first question with regards to uh, the podcast is because I want our listeners to know more about you like how many years have you been in this industry in the financial advice mm. industry.
1: Um, in the financial services and insurance industry, I've been with the industry for since to end of twenty fifteen. So that's Mm. seven years. Wow. Almost a decade.
0: Yes. A few more years to go.
1: Yeah, I I actually just realized that it's been that long. (laughs) (laughs) You know, time flies so fast, so I I just you don't really notice time until you just realize that you've been there for like that long.
0: Yeah, oh, time flies fast when you're having fun. I'm I, true to I that. Believe that.
1: True to yes. that.
0: No, and why did you get into the uh, the advice industry in the first place?
1: That's the uh, funny and surprising part at that time because, mm-hmm. uh, for one, I am actually an engineering graduate. I am an engineer by profession, mm-hmm. so I've worked in a telecommunications company for eight years, and then I just, I, huh. you know when you just become fed up with things because after, I was still, actually, I was still in school. I was mm. on my last um term in university. I was already working and then I didn't have that opportunity or the chance to take a break. So it took mm. from, from that time on and then eight years after, it just all worked. So then suddenly, I just realized I really wanted to just like, you know, step out of the whole, of my whole boring life and just figure <laughs> things out. Mm. So I was based in Manila, so when i I, re- I resigned from that work after eight years and then I came back here to Cebu too I was I planned to like um, take a breather for about a year. and then mm. my advice uh, my financial advisor because I have a, a policy from my company, noticed that I've been slacking off in here in Cebu for a few months mm. already, so yeah he tried to call me and saying uh, what what have, what have I been doing?" I said, I said, I'm still having a taking a vacation, trying to figure things out with my life and stuff. So I didn't have any plans. So he invited me for an orientation. And then I said, okay, I can do this because this is just... I mean, I'm not trying to do this as an employment or something. Mm, so while yeah. I, I'm starting to get bored also, so, so I can <laughs> do anything. So I tried to join the trainings. Mm, yeah. And then I started to like the... The, the subjects and the topics in the trainings because it's all about financial planning. So yeah. it's something new yeah. to me. So mm-hmm. slowly I, I come to appreciate it. And then the next thing I know, I already took the licensure exams and passed it. Mm-hmm. But, I, but at the back of my mind, I'm still like, okay, this will just be for just to make my to to do things in a day so i'll just want to take it Mm -hmm. on a day-to-day basis Mm -hmm. and then suddenly on my first month i was able to sell three insurance policies and i was like maybe Ah. i can do this actually Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um by the way i did not have any sales experience prior joining so totally zero but i'm the type who's really talkative so maybe probably Mm -hmm. that's the reason why i have been staying long with the, with this industry because you really need to have a it's actually a skill to be really talkative
2: yes that's so,
1: true so <laughs> i don't know uh, what happened seven years after i'm still here so that that's just it <laughs> it came <laughs> as a surprise and by accident and then i came to love it that's why i've been here ever since
0: uh, that's actually a good story because a lot of um Some of the listeners that we have are the ones who are in the fence about financial advice, if it's the right career for them. And it's stories like these where you get to realize you don't actually know if it's the right fit for you until you try it. Right? So why not dip into the, the water and see if it suits you? So that's, just, that's so great. And thank you so much for sh- uh, sharing that to us, uh, Sir Tofi. And how many uh, advisors do you currently have in your team now?
1: I have been a unit manager from my company for running three years already. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. a bit of a pandemic unit manager. Ah, so
2: uh,
0: yes.
1: Ever since... Probably were around thirty, but not all are really active. So mm. and, and uh so let's just say that in a month I, I would really want would have around five to seven advisors who would be active in selling month-to-month. Mm. Month. but in terms of like just the manpower count, I, I was able to reach about thirty five mm.
0: uh, yes
1: in total.
0: If that's a lot to to manage, right? Even um even if there are just like four to five who are, let's say, top sellers, um, I'm doing air codes. But so I guess my next question would be like, have you noticed any surge or drop in the attrition of financial advisors um, after the pandemic?
1: I wouldn't really say that this would be a definitive uh, statistics because let's. Mm. You know, we all know that the pandemic was a showstopper. So everything had to really, how do I say this, really adjust to it. Mm. And we, it's, it, it's, again, I would always say it's not definitive, but um, during the pandemic, um, I was really able to talk to people and make them realize and convince that the life insurance industry or financial advisorship can be. Not savior, but can be their uh, fallback during pandemic.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah. I I am I I admit to it that after the pandemic, a lot of those that I have you know invited to join actually mm-hmm. got back their lives, their careers, and everything already after the pandemic. So um, the the them being the fa- being financial advisors, admittedly, had to take a little bit of a backseat as mm-hmm. we go mm-hmm. to go back towards the new normal. And I I, I am. I'm cool with that because I I also understand that before before um the pandemic they they had that kind of life and they were just you just had this um two year how to say break or gap. And I introduce it to them. And then when they get back, of course, they really need to prioritize getting back on their feet, getting mm. back on their finance. I would, I would say it's like they just had their own travel revenge, work revenge, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Going out revenge. So yes. I, I, I understand that as well. So this is actually, for me, this year is still uh, a recovery phase for me. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's why it's a bit, it's, it's a bit. I would say, not challenging, but situational for me because I understand mm. them uh, so mm. now um those who've been producing in my team are the ones who really are have been with me ever since pandemic. Mm. All
0: right. So
1: these are the ones that who understood the business already. Mm. I should say. Yes. Something like that.
0: Uh I, I do get that. Um because I have seen like a lot of uh, people and even the advisors that I've interviewed here in the podcast, especially last year, most of them said that their business actually thrived because of um, a lot of the, the their market um, have realized the value of uh, an insurance. Um, but there are also, and it helps that we can meet each other in Zoom. So those people who are very good at uh, technology, was able to pivot really quickly. Um, but there are still financial advisors as well, especially those who really prefer the, the physical touch, uh, meeting up in coffee shops. They were the ones who were struggling as well. Um, even uh, people that I know who are wary of technology uh, would still prefer uh, getting in touch uh, on a physical level and I think yeah you're right it's a situational thing so but it's very interesting to hear that from a point of view of someone who's actively in the industry just now'm
1: oh, sorry just mm-hmm. just to, just to, to yep. add when attrition in this industry is like really above I should say above average and we first mm-hmm. thing to mm-hmm. first thing that you need to do to thrive and be successful in this in this industry is actually to accept that fact Mm, yeah, attrition yes. is something that you really need to work around, not work on, but work around because it's it's going to stay mm-hmm. regardless That's if it's true. COVID or no COVID. It's going to stay.
0: Mm. That's true because not everyone yes. is um, ha- actually has the calling. So uh, actually, as we mentioned earlier, any, right?
1: Just like any other industry, even in the BPO mm-hmm. industry, attrition is mm-hmm. like high. So you just mm-hmm. have to live with it and work around it.
0: That's true, um I did not find my calling in the b p o industry, but I know that a lot of my friends have uh, yeah. um, so yes it it actually depends on the people. but I yeah. guess, in terms of you now managing uh people, like what sets your part as a unit manager?
1: <laughs> it's actually, I was really waiting for this question because I really don't have an answer, <laughs> but um basically, I think. Well, how do I set myself apart? Probably because I have accepted. I mean, I have um created an image for my team. Well, a lot of the managers do that as well, but for me, I wanted to create a youthful image, and I I am geared towards the retail and the the massa because um uh I, before i really ventured into being a unit manager i was a financial advisor for like 4 years yeah more yeah. than half of my time in the industry and i realized that i am the type who functions and works at my peak if i do talking to a lot of people so just just to just to put into to context um in, in this industry we have this like high net worth clients Yes. We have retail clients uh, when you say mm-hmm. high network, these are like the ones who would really buy policies by big amounts yeah and yes. These we have when you say retail, these are the ones who the normal the normal premium the normal monthly mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I tried selling in this in this um group the the high networks, but it, when it's when you know when it's a high network, a big policy or a big case you really need to cook it you really need to like. And I do it takes time. Bang, yeah, it <laughs> takes time. It takes years, even, and I tend to be yes. very impatient about it.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: That's why I realized now that I am at at my element. At I am at my best if I do talk to as many people as I can. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's why when I realized that I want to continue that kind of branding or that kind of culture, so mm-hmm. I, I I I opted to uh, to really invite people into my team. So for those who are like that you know very the energy, so high, who's really willing to go out and talk to as many people, and for the, going retail, mm-hmm. that's why if you look yeah. into my, my credentials, I mean into my portfolio, a lot, a majority, like 90 percent of uh, our cases are really retail.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. so, that, so that's so
1: that's my that's that's how i wanted to build a culture of fun hyperactivity that's why i also i do not have titos and titas in my team <laughs> sorry my reg i have one that's my reggie <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know i i try to manage them according to their you know to their strengths and their weaknesses mm-hmm. so uh, mm-hmm. but i am most excited i am i am most like how do i say this I'm always prepped up if if my advisor is also really very active Young Physically and energetic. Yeah, energetic. Yeah, yeah. Bakam yes. I love you. <laughs> I know you're still listening <laughs> to this. My my Rita advisor. Yeah.
0: I'm sure she knows. But and I, I actually understand because uh I mentioned to you earlier before we started the recording that my husband is also a financial advisor. And he also likes like as much as he wants high-profile cases as well. He tends to gravitate to younger um, people too because he likes the energy. He likes talking to them, um, and yeah, that's why I can understand your sentiment perfectly. And
1: based now, on the our population, mm-hmm. you know, when you become unit manager, you tend to read these kinds of things. You know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. the Philippines will actually have probably forty percent millennial and Gen Z population mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I really wanted to be the first or to be pioneer my team wants to be pioneer in making sure that we capture that market probably and oh. I, and, and I would like to say also that same as your husband mm-hmm.
0: you know, the youth mm-hmm. is yes. the future <laughs> <laughs> yes that's true because um, I've I noticed that when you tap into let's say a client um, and they're young uh, they Tend to be more vocal about financial advice and um, financial management than in previous generations, right? So, and that's where referrals come in, and that's and also good business. They tend to know
1: more, and they tend mm, to be more. Mm-hmm. They do research, so they are mm-hmm, more educated. Mm-hmm. So it's a, a little number one. It can be easier for you to mm-hmm. to justify. Product, but at the same time, it mm. can also be challenging because you will be talking to someone who's well equipped or well versed mm-hmm. with investments mm-hmm. or life insurance. So, yeah.
0: yes, that's true. That's true. It's a double-edged sword. Double-edged it can sword. Go exactly. Either way, right? And but in this case, so since your ideal client and even your ideal team member are uh, young, energetic people, right? How do you position your value as a unit manager when? Um, looking for that ideal team member.
1: I tend to be like to be them.
0: Like, although, them, although yeah. it's, it's
1: not that I tend to be them. I, I am. I actually transcend like them as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm. I'm. Let's let's be fair. I'm already <laughs> in my late thirties, but mm-hmm. I. I'm, but I'm still single. That's why I can still mm-hmm. do things that are that younger than me. Mm, that can people can do.
0: Can, you um, can just. Go. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Oh. Um. Apart from like for example, like like what do younger people watch in Netflix?
0: Ah, yeah. like, Korean novellas.
1: Yeah, yeah, I do K-drama oh. as well for more the business, but yeah, K-drama <laughs> is really good. But what I'm trying to say is, as uh, while I still have the energy, mm-hmm. let me maximize that one. So. Mm-hmm. Because I'm also thinking, uh, I, I when I became when I when I do become forty, and then when I reach that age, I really had to, I really do have to act my age as well. So I'm mm-hmm. actually I'm, I'm in, in in the in the point of my in my life now. I I am I have to prepare myself to transition to to something, uh, whatever it is that in that age. So mm-hmm. that would include my clientele, my mm-hmm. advisors. Because even mm-hmm. uh, just imagine if you are 45 years old and you still wanted to have advisors who are in early 20s, that would be a little <laughs> bit of a challenge eventually. So that, I'm, I'm still in, 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 in the gray area with that, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to prepare myself to, to mm-hmm. like really transcend, to, to tran- uh, transform, but to really grow and
0: mm-hmm.
1: proceed to the next level. Something like that.
0: Yeah, grow with your. Um, with. Your your with your group uh, yeah, as it true. goes. So and I guess that's fine because if you have like uh, a steady number of team members who grow with you, then you guys can age air codes together right yeah, true. Um, and, and and that's good uh, because a lot of um, aspiring team members for you will a- will be able to see that uh, level of oneness with with the ones that you currently have right and right now, I guess my next question would be how do you acquire new team members to your team like um, I know that a lot do seminars um, but do you like encourage other types of activities in your team
1: actually I have to be really honest especially to those listeners who are really eyeing on to be part of this industry that this is not ju- that the financi- financial and life insurance industry is not all at all a, you know a better process Mm -hmm. Um, and we have to number one you have to really accept that fact that it's a challenging industry but at the same time it's very rewarding so when you say that it's a challenging you have to prepare yourself for that most of the time it will be I would say failures and frustrations but it will not be it will not go according to what you really want Mm -hmm. to to happen or what what the the, the results that you really want now going back to your question I always tell people that the only thing for us to thrive, well, not just thrive, but survive in this industry is to do activities, regardless of what, well, the activities that would lead you to, you know, recruitment and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, I do a lot of um, orientation seminars. That's, uh, that should be, uh, that's basic. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, me as a unit manager, I do a lot of um, prospecting. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: when you say prospecting, I really look for people Mm-hmm. So that's predominantly what I do, like really look. So that's my activity look.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So how do I look? Um, social media is really a very good tool that can help yes. me. That mm-hmm. helps me. Mm-hmm. It tends to get challenging because again, going mm-hmm. back, Ev, you have mentioned earlier that this is not everybody's cup of tea, and mm-hmm. not everybody is gifted with the with you know the talent, the skills for this. Mm-hmm. That's why. Going further with attrition, I have accepted that attrition is very high, but at the same time it does not you know it does not define me and it does not stop me mm-hmm. because I am the type of uh, unit manager that accepts whoever wants to to whoever shares or whoever sparks interest okay go, even if you don't have a sales experience, try and if you cannot, then I cannot force you then yeah hi say hi, hello and goodbye <laughs> so it's a, it's in, an everyday cycle. Mm. But you have, mm. and since it's an everyday cycle, you have to couple it with everyday activity. And activity includes finding people, convincing people, inviting people for orientations. Nothing really new. Nothing really. Um, how do you say this? Um, nothing really. No, no magic, no anything.
0: Mm.
1: We all unit managers can actually do the same thing. It's just that it should be the frequency and yeah. do it every day if you can.
0: Yes, yes, that's true. Um, because it compounds. Uh, later on, um, anyone who you've contacted today may not uh, take on the message today, but they will remember that and they might take up on the offer later. Now, uh, because you're already managing financial advisors, do you still have um, clients of your own?
1: Oh, yes, I still do. Mm. Um, That, but that's the good thing about, about my journey as a financial advisor because everybody in my circle and my network knew that I was before being, before they know Tofi, they know me as a financial advisor. Mm -hmm. So I was that and I was that all over the place for four, five years. Mm -hmm. So clients still come, referrals still come. I still do like now. I do try to sell because I have time because, you know, I I can manage. I I mean, my financial advisors can. A few of them can manage their own. They do, you know, they they, can just leave them do the selling. So I have a little bit of time. That's why I do sell. I mean, you know, it's, it's true that, you know, you earn in this industry. I mean, your earning capacity is limitless here. You just have to work hard and work smart. That's why I do still sell. And I still have clients up to Mm -hmm. now. I even, not just clients, um, (laughs) complaints from other, from from the clients of other advisors, from not just my company but other company would actually message me, and I do still, you know, accommodate and entertain them, mm, yes, you know, for inquiries, yes. complaints, and whatsoever. So yeah, that's that's life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I understand, and I guess it's very interesting that you're able to um, juggle all of these um, as a unit manager who is in. Um, you, you mentioned that you have at least 30 to 35 members under your bucket. So, uh, and I guess leading to my question, um, I mentioned earlier that you're a 2022 Gamma Global FLA Bronze Awardee. So uh, we talked about this a bit before we started recording. Now, that to me, when I hear that, that to me sounds like success. Now, So I guess my question would be like, what has contributed to that success? Um, Obviously, you know, you do have, you should have a great team in order to achieve that. But like, what are you doing with you and your team that has contributed to that success? Yeah.
1: Oh, I would have to agree with you. Um, By the way, Gamma is like the. It's like an international association that is uh, dedicated to really um, promote and to... Um, how do you say this, to not just congratulate but to really make the world known that we have unit managers in the financial and life insurance industries who are thriving and who are Mm -hmm. exceeding and who are being excellent in their jobs as unit managers. Mm -hmm. So this is an international Mm -hmm. award-giving body and organization at the same time. So I was my first it's actually this is going to be my third Gamma qualification. This year, Amazing. I'm, I'm hoping, mm-hmm. um, mm. but my very first was like, came as a surprise because, um, although I know what gamma was, uh, my, my, my branch manager would always kick me, go for gamma, go for gamma. It, uh, when, when you're, when you're new to it, uh, you just have to, okay, gamma, whatever. I, I, and yeah, I didn't, I didn't add that the matrices to, in order to qualify for gamma, um, didn't, I'd not put that in my mind, which I just, I just work hard or something like that. So. For me, the one thing that contributed to my Gamma qualification was, again, going back to um, the activity. Uh, mm. And I, I've always, I've, um, just for everybody, I, I, I'm not doing any business aside from this. I'm doing this full time. So I um, when I started, I told myself that I should not have any options anymore. I should not have an option B mm. So that mm-hmm. my option A will only be my option and my choice. So since I do not have any choices anymore, so I need to work on the remaining option that I have. So it transcended and when I become a unit manager, the culture I created for myself and with the team before that I was with, with my branch director and my branch manager. So I, I, I saw my I saw the potential not just for income but for growth. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I started to really fight for it. Um You know, when you um just to a little bit of explanation, in order for you to become gamma you need to to achieve some matrices and Mm, you you have to uh achieve some targets. Um I did not I I just I knew the targets, but I did not really focus myself on achieving it. But I was like, um I needed just I just needed to work hard. I just needed to, to 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 move fast and bring my team as fast as I can to wherever we wanna go up. Yes. So yeah. the, 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 Gamma Award just came in as a, a product of, of that hard work.
2: Mm, right.
1: Again, let's, uh, I wanted to simplify if, if, uh, for the unit managers or the new, especially the new unit managers, uh, who will be listening to this, um, uh, podcast. I wanted to simplify. Um, there is no shortcut
2: mm-hmm. yes. to,
1: to, to stardom here. It's pure hard work. And what do you, and pure hard work is just as simple as, activity 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 what kind of activity I leave that to you so what activity will help you grow your team what activity will help you grow your sales uh, be creative with it but there is no you know there is no special magic thing for you to to be a gamma award you just have to work hard
0: right just
1: like in any other aspect of your life you want to yes, succeed in
0: any field work for
1: yeah. it as Th- simple right. as that yes
0: that's so true uh, because Yes. Uh, nothing beats working hard, and I love that you mentioned that you didn't even really um had the gamma in mind. You just worked hard for it, and yeah, I, the, I, I wanted
1: the income actually.
0: <laughs> yes. To be honest, <laughs> that's that's um that is our all of our um aspirations right to to reach an ideal income
1: and just to just to add for my second um qualification that's the time i i worked on the matrices mm-hmm. just, just to just to put some value with because i realized oh my mm-hmm. god i'm a gamma awardee so what do i do next so mm-hmm. oh you have to qualify yes. okay so i studied a bit so there are qualifications so i, I from working hard on my first Gamma qualification, then I I shifted a little bit to working smarter.
0: Smart, yes. Yeah, to oh, I I mean,
1: realize that, okay, I have to maintain it. Mm-hmm. You know? It's hard to maintain, mm-hmm. huh?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yes, that's, yeah, you, need,
1: you need a little bit of, you know, stuff to do that yeah, you haven't it's done not, but, before. So something like mm-hmm. that for you to maintain it.
0: I think, um, and yes, again, that's good that you mentioned that because on your first year of qualifying you were actually after that you you reevaluated that year, right? And so you knew what you what worked well, you knew what what you needed to improve on. And therefore, because you already qualified the first time, you now have this benchmark on what to do in order to replicate that success. And now you're being consistent about it. And I'm sure that you'll be able to maintain that for a long time. Uh, because you already know the formula and then you can even pass that on to any of your advisors who wish to become unit managers, right? And well, I guess um, part of that, the the things that you've done right and the things that you can improve on, like what are currently the best practices that you and your team are doing?
1: Okay, Okay, let's do the best practices. Uh, actually, to be honest, this is still a struggle with me. Um, when you come from pandemic, <laughs> where everything <laughs> yes. was different, and then you are now—it's not forced, but you are highly encouraged to really go back to the new normal because that—the new um Again, for me, the, the pandemic was a showstopper. Although I thrived well in the pandemic, I am a bit um, not scared, but I'm a bit like in. How do I say this? Uh, I am having second thoughts. That what if will will my strategy during pandemic mm-hmm. be you know be still be still work during this mm-hmm. time? So mm-hmm. I am at that stage uh, mm-hmm. that I, I really need to to reconfigure and recalibrate uh, actually a lot of things because yes. it, you know it again the uh, the pandemic just happened happened for the first time so there is no basis, no no concrete basis if the things that we did would actually work after. So in terms of the best practices, I would um, to to the unit managers listening I would really want to to, um, encourage them to build a culture. What kind of culture? It will depend on again, to each unit manager, to the type of team that they want to build or the type of people that they want to work with. So second is the people you are going to work with. Um, if you are trying to work with someone who'd, who um, you do not, yeah, if, and that would create conflict. I would really say that early on, cut that. Give, mm. give that person the, 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 um, the benefit of, you know, not having the stress anymore. Mm. Mm. Because I always believe that if you are always in conflict with someone, it will not, it will just bring chaos and it will just, it will not bring anything good to the team. That's the second, um, advice that I could get. Third is, um, this is for me the most important thing. Always, uh, uh, always in your team, always be the first one to have that hope when things tend to get rough, when things get to, tend to go not your way. And always, always be the last person also to lose that hope.
2: Right. You know what
1: I mean? That I, have always, I always tell that to my fellow unit advisors that do not, first and foremost, do not show your emotions too much when you, when you are being agitated. Always choose understanding. Mm-hmm. because you need right. you needed to be the first one you are the captain of your own ship you needed to be the first one to you know to to lobby for anything to, to to cheer for anything and at the same time you have to stretch yourself too thin and be the last one to say that okay this is not gonna work let's give it give it up and let it go you should be the last one not not in the middle not the first one so mm-hmm. it's a hard it, it's a hard job actually um it's a hard... It Sales is still our um, skill. and mm-hmm. uh, It's hard. Sales is always hard. It, it may just look easy, but it's very hard. But for me, the hardest is actually the, the emotional um, attachment that you have to give into mm-hmm. the job. Because this is... For me, this is really an emotional job. Mm, yeah, especially right. if you're handling 35 people, that's 35 unique different souls... Yeah. With unique emotional imbalances, if you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah.
2: So yes.
1: there is no there is no one correlated solution to a problem that exists in that exists in one because the other one might be too emotional, the other one might be too naive.
2: Mm, yes. So
1: yes. that so I'm I'm not scaring the unit managers, especially the new ones, <laughs> yes, but you really yes. have to practice um, patience. Mm-hmm. You really need to have to stretch your, 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 your not just your emotions, but your understanding and mm-hmm. you know, the psychology behind, even your mental health. You have to stretch that as much as yes. you can because, again, you have to be the first one to bring hope and the last one to lose hope.
0: Mm, so, right. Yes,
1: that's it. That's just about it.
0: Oh, and I, I get what you mean with regards to it's a emotionally difficult uh, job. It's an emotionally difficult career because I I actually applaud managers every year, especially the effective managers, because it's like raising in your case raising thirty five children. Um, so I have two kids and they are like worlds apart. Yeah. So one is um, one is very like she's in her emo stage right now um, she uh, she seldom smiles and then the other one is like the poster boy is like the the perfect child so um, whenever I talk to this other person uh to our son it's different how i communicate with my daughter is also different
1: the, 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 um, the, you have to be also very careful that you don't have to commi- make mm-hmm. you need you need um, you should not make them feel that both are different they have to be very mm-hmm. equal
2: yes 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 you, and
1: you cannot make them feel that you know there is a specialty uh, for someone yeah, now, that's i understand true. that it's so hard <laughs> right
0: Yes, that's true. And and imagine having to do that for 35 people, like um, changing how the way you communicate to each and every individual to suit their communication style um, to how they feel at the moment, because each and every team member of yours has a baggage that you also need to take part of, right? True. So. Another person might be single, but they're supporting their family. Another one might be um, a parent or a solo parent even. And uh, this job is um, the, the only bread and butter that they have. So, um, And you have to hear those out and see what the solutions you can provide for each and every individual. And so that's why I applaud all managers who are effectively doing that and um, growing a thriving team. Now, because you did mention that it's very, um, it can be very taxing. But I guess because we don't want to scare um, future <laughs> unit managers, like what are the rewards of being uh, of becoming a, a unit manager?
1: Okay, so let me tell everyone, regardless <laughs> if you're a unit manager or not, if you're in the life insurance industry or not, there mm-hmm. is no work. That is not taxing, and there is no work that is not emotionally and physically draining. And you have to, we have, we all have to accept that, regardless of what industry you are. It's always, always to be hard work.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Okay, so for for the millennials, I would un- and Gen Zs, I would understand that it's a bit of a challenge to really do accept the real world.
2: Yes. when you go out there, <laughs> it's not,
1: it's not easy. It's, it's not mm-hmm. the way you thought you have, you the way mm-hmm. you thought all the all along. So I think going back to your question, uh, the the first thing that I really I would say love about this industry in general, not just a unit manager, is that the the value of time. We don't have a time in time out here. Mm -hmm. You 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 get uh, compensated according to hard work, not on the number of hours. Mm -hmm. That's why I say uh, that's why I also say that you can work hard, but at the same time, it's better if you work smart. Second is if a lot of the industries have only started the work from home um, uh, arrangement during COVID, but you knew before COVID we all already working from home. That's yes, why yes. I, I can always uh, relate it to time. So I, if I wanted to go to I wanted to go to to a vacation, let's say in Boracay or wherever,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I can still work. Um, there, yeah. As a unit manager, as an advisor, I, uh, just to share very quickly, I actually went on a just a Indochina Southeast Asian trip for fifteen days, and I still was able wow. to. And the good uh, and and the magic there was that the, my advisors didn't know that I was outside the country because <laughs> I tried to. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, when when you are in the industry, so many people just wanted to just like detach for a while and be alone. So I, I went there by myself. So I, that was, that was actually one of the the turning point that i wanted to really do this in 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 the long run because i can do things and still you know keep it to myself mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. people knowing and then of course this may sound so much a cliche and over this is overdone but you know compensation wise um it you, you can really it's it, just a matter of hard work and if you do your job work out job well if you're, you work well if you're able to of course with the blessings from above yes. you can actually really do you can actually have a good life here
2: mm-hmm.
1: So that's the three mm-hmm. I, I think that's the three I, I don't wanna deal, deal with the others anymore but that's those three are the, the ones that keeps me going I can right. actually spend much time. Like for example, I if I want to go back to the province of my father and my mother, I just can just do it there and still be working as long as there's internet connection.
0: Yes, yes.
1: So something um, like that.
0: Yeah, that's the beauty of. Um, I think that's owning your time. Um, owning your time, and at the same time earning your ideal income and maybe much more right and that's the beauty of it and you're right it's it doesn't just apply to unit managers in this industry in the um, financial insurance industry it also applies to financial advisors as well it just depends on um, how hard you work and how smart you are at the uh, how you work and yes uh, blessings of course but finally uh, my last question before we end the podcast is what would you offer as an advice for individuals looking to um, become a unit manager and uh, become a good unit manager that is
1: oh when um have okay unit managers okay have the experience. Mm. Do not just test the waters without knowing if it's hot or cold. You can do that in other aspects of your life. You know, that jump and when you, that, that the whole the whole saying that it, when you know that you're not unsure, that's the time you jump. It can do it, it can in other aspects of your life. But if you really wanna, if you really want to 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 when you have one, if you want to have a really good start and strong starts as a unit manager, have the experience. And what does that mean? Be a financial advisor for at least a year or two. Mm-hmm. Know the ins yes. and out of the industry. Um, I saw a lot of unit managers who didn't have any uh, experience as a financial advisor fail, um, uh, because they didn't have the experience.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Um. Although, if you really wanted to do this without any experience, you can. Yes, you can. But you really have to double time learning the industry, because uh, this is we are talking about money. Other people's money, and we, you, you need to be equipped with the technicalities and the edu- uh, and the education and all the learnings to handle this. It's money, and money is really hot and you know that. So, if number two, you also have to develop your leadership skills. You may be a leader from a different industry, but then again, as we summarize everything, it's an entirely different kind of leadership here in in the in the financial and life insurance industry so you have you have to accept that you really have to accept that and work on that now it's not it, because it uh, it's different from when you're handling people who are salaried versus people that you have to like really also oh that please sell please sell <laughs> those are two opposite things and i think another thing is have the have the courage to say that this will be the industry that you want to be Because if you have an option B and option C, I would say that I'll just give you three months. If you want to be part of this, then be sure, 100% sure that you wanted to be part of this. Get experience, um, learn from mistakes, accept failures, and then when you think you are ready, then be the best unit manager. Um, Leadership skills, but quite different from the corporate that's something. Mm, yes, that's, yeah, true. that's it,
0: that's yes, it. Yes. Yeah, you mentioned that. Um, because in the corporate, all you need to do is just make sure that the the people that are under you stay um, in the company, right? But as you mentioned, in this industry, it's different because you have to um, really come to terms with people leaving. So you have to adjust a bit to, I guess what you're saying is to support those who wish to stay um, and make sure that they grow with you. All right. Thank you so much, uh, Tofi. I genuinely learned so much here. I had um, fun. <laughs> yes. Uh, it was a very interesting conversation. Thank uh, you. Yeah, you're welcome. And I hope that a lot of unit managers, even the ones who are already in the industry, um for like quite some time, can also learn from this conversation. So yeah, I hope that there's ha- uh, this conversation helps a lot And yeah, for um, for now it's goodbye, but uh, just for temporary, hopefully we'll have more episodes with Sir Tofi in the future. Yes,
1: of course, I'd be very right? glad to be to join you again. I had okay. fun. Huh? <laughs>
0: Yes, yes, thank you so much Uh, Me too, likewise So thank you so much for uh, jumping in Sir Toby Have a good one Thank you,
1: bye-bye